Hello everyone, welcome. Split Decision UK, we're back. We're back with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a regular listener, thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time listening, you've just come across us, check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find our podcasts available, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all over the place. So if you enjoy, it'd be good if you can leave us a little review and uh, maybe five stars and tell your friends and try and help grow the conversation. That'd be, that would be great. Uh, Matthew Clark, are you there? I am here, yes. So Loud and clear. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a bit rough, actually. I woke up with a, with a stinking cold this morning. I went to, went to the West Ham, you say, went to the West Ham game, which was, well, it was a terrible game. They played terribly, but then came back on one four three. so last 15 minutes, buzzing with that. But, yeah, I went with my dad, and he's had a cold all week, so he's passed that on to me, which is uh, nice of him. How about you yourself? Are you alright? Soldier on, mate. Yeah, well, soldier it's, on. it's a split decision Sunday, so I've had to take a couple of pills and uh, man up, as they say. Um, I'm yeah, I'm still a bit gutted from yesterday. Well, to be honest, that is it. We had UFC London last night, and very excited for this. Been waiting for it for months, counting down the days. Couldn't wait. Brilliant card. It was a brilliant card. Um, lots of impressive victories from some British fighters, but that main event has hit me right in the feels. That has right in your what? Your feels? Feels, yeah. All right, uh, yeah. I don't really know where to start with that one. Um, I've only just got my jaw off the floor from it, to be honest. It come out of nowhere, and I don't think anyone was expecting that one, were they? Well, if you haven't seen it, Jorge Masvidal knocked out Darren Till in the second round. I don't think many people predicted that. I think you, a few people were making a claim for Masvidal to win. I don't think anyone in their right mind thought he was going to knock Darren Till out, though. Out cold. Cold, yeah. Flat-lined. Flat-lined, flat uh, flat-lined. Flat-lined, yeah. What, what are your general thoughts and feelings on it the, the morning after, the morning after the night before? Well, I think we were sort of chatting, sort of texting throughout the, uh, the event, weren't we? And Yeah. It was. I think it was just a culmination of things. It was one: could the weight? Could he be sucking too much out of his body? That could make him susceptible. And he was just fighting a bit recklessly. I felt a little bit. I think I, meant, I mentioned earlier. Well, you said he Till was probably overlooking Masvidal, and um, I think that's probably fair to say when you you look around the height. He fought for a title in his last fight. Masvidal was kind of he was probably seeing him as just some a way to get back on the horse, if you like. Um, in the first round, Till knocked Masvidal down, and I think that probably confirmed to him in his mind that, yeah, this is pretty easy, actually. He's not at my level. And then, yeah, did get a bit reckless, like you're saying. Got caught with a, a bit of a monster left hook right on the button. It was coming as well, though. And that first round was very good for Till, and in the second round, it was there were signs, weren't there? He was tagging him, and he was tagging him more often. As the the round wore on, and then, God, yeah, just absolutely flatlined him, and it was awful to watch, really, because he was down for a good old while, and yeah. really sets him back in terms of the welterweight title. Well, I mean, I, I think he's done at welterweight, if I'm honest. I think, I think he might have to be, because 
Where was Masvidal? He was ranked what? Eleven. He was eleven. I mean, you you got if if he stays in this division, you're not fighting top five. You're not fighting top ten. He's got to go back to top fifteen, sort of that ten to fifteen rank. Which, as you say, that's that's miles away from a title shot now. Is the weight an issue? Is it is it time to? You know, he's spoken about. It. He wants to do the, the the triple threat. He wants to win three belts, which is ambitious to say the least. We like we like it, but very very unlikely. So maybe that's why he's stuck around at welterweight for so long to get that first one. But if you look at people like Robert Whittaker and Thiago Santos, it's sometimes it's better to just bite that bullet and and make the step up. Yeah, absolutely agree with everything there. I mean, Whitaker is such a good example. He got knocked out. I think he lost, I don't know if he lost uh, by knockout in both fights, but he certainly got knocked out by Stephen Thompson at welterweight. Moves up and just completely dominates. And I I think, I really do feel Till could do exactly the same thing. He's such a big frame. He's such a strong fighter. With that style, I mean, middleweight is tough, but there isn't as many killers there as I feel there are at welterweight. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's quite as stacked. And I think he's he's he is probably better off just fighting at a weight where he can be at his peak because he made the weight uh, fairly comfortably sort of from what we can see. There were no dramas, but no matter what anyone says, for a man of that size and not just down to it applies to everyone, having to suck that much weight that you know, the day before a fight it's not good for you. It just it just isn't. So if if I was him, I think it makes sense to move up and just just fight at a weight where you can be at your physical peak. Look at perfect example, Anthony Johnson. Rumble Johnson used to suck all that weight out. I mean he's not as big as Anthony Johnson, but he ain't far off. He used to fight well to weight. He was losing to guys he shouldn't be losing to, Belfort, Koscheck. Could you see uh, Rumble Johnson losing to them two guys now? <laughs> no, no. He, he just needs to fill out that frame, get one belt under his belt, and then go from there. I mean, he needs to regroup and sort of reassess what he needs to do. And like you say, that weight cut is not good for the human body, not good for the brain. And you've got to look at it long term. I mean, he's had he took an absolute beating against Woodley in that second round, absorbed how many punches, I don't know. And that knockout yesterday was uh, certainly one of the worst I've ever seen. It weren't just the one punch; he got two after and all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And on that note, we can't we can't just talk about Darren Till because for no. Jorge Masvidal, massive, massive win and very, very impressive. I, I thought. I mean, it's Masvidal. We all know. We we know about him. He's been around forever. But this this moves him right up there, and now he can start talking about his own uh, title ambitions. Yeah, very uh, sort of good post-fight interview, sort of very warming to him. Uh, the crowd sort of re- responded well to what he was saying. I think you can't not like him, really. I mean, he's a fighter's fighter. The fans love all that. And uh, it's, uh, he's right up there now. You beat number three, you're number three. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, that's uh, the problem with the rankings. Is he the third best worldweight in the world? Probably not. But that's what happens when you have numbers next to names. Yeah, they've 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 put those rankings out there, so you got you got to go with them, really. I mean, you I mean, you, you say um, you say it's hard not to like Masvidal. I don't think Leon Edwards is probably his biggest fan this morning. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just created that fight now. I mean, Askren flew over to uh, 
basically get the Till fight. Till don't win, so I don't think Astrid's going to want anything to do with uh, Masvidal. Don't really do anything for him. Edwards, on the other hand, I think that fight makes itself what with uh, the backstage melee. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what do you make of that? Yeah, well, I think Leon Edwards was ranked number 10. Masvidal was ranked number 11, so they're close anyway. Both got wins, so they both move up kind of simultaneously. And they had that little uh, little scrap after in so the uh, backstage. Then? Well, from what I have seen, Masvidal was giving an, uh, an interview and Leon Edwards is kind of just over there giving him some abuse, shouting some abuse over to him. And uh, <laughs> Masvidal is not going to take that shit. So Masvidal says he, he walked over to him with his hands behind his back, kind of passive body language. Uh, and then Leon Edwards put his hands up. So Masvidal thought, all right, well, I know what that means. And he starts started swinging at him. So I think that's the... Chat uh, shit, get banged, Joe. That's it, chat shit, get banged. Jamie Vardy yeah. style. Jamie Vardy warned us, so... <laughs> Ah, uh, um, but yeah, he goes two and zero on the night. Then uh, Masvidal, two yeah. big ones there. Oh, one, um, one second, Matthew. I've got an intruder. Are you gonna say hi to the listeners? No. no. But there's ten people out there who are listening. They want to hear. <laughs> All right. Hello, Hannah. Hi. Blinding. Thank you. <laughs> right. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what else I need. All right. Where were we? Uh, I can't remember. No, neither can I. Masvidal, Edwards. Oh, you wanted to talk about Edwards um, getting booed, didn't you? Yes, I did actually. Um, we were we were texting back and forth last night, like you're saying. It's it's very frustrating. I don't really understand why you'd fork out the, your hard-earned money to go and watch the UFC um, in London, full of stacked English talent. Probably the best card we've ever had over here. And you had that that home flavour to it, and then Leon Edwards in the biggest sort of fight of his life against Gunnar Nelson. He's doing what he has to do to win. All right, maybe it was a little bit grappling heavy, but there's also that aspect that you're going in against a submission specialist, and you're going to beat him at his own game, which is impressive on its own. And yet, people in the crowd decide to boo. I mean, that makes no sense to me. I'm I'm. I'm just not, you know, if I go to the football, if I go to the UFC or any other event, I just don't boo. It, it, It's not even in my thinking and I just don't understand it. And I think if you do, you're just a bit of a loser, if I'm being honest. It's a damning verdict there. Well, I, I agree with every word you say there. Not only that, booing him on the walkout, which I didn't get. I'd, I mean, has he done anything to... Annoy people? I, don't, I haven't seen anything. Well, the uh, the very impressive commentary team, got to be said. The, it was, yeah, they were very, very good, I thought. Yeah, absolutely quality. Better than uh, some of the Americans. Definitely. That we've had over recent weeks. But, um, yeah, back to the point. I think Cardi was saying there's probably the scouse element because Till and Edwards have had a bit of needle. But even now, I think it would be a bit too much. I mean, it's not been that sort of much animosity, is there? No, well, Edwards, Edwards has got a very valid point in that he probably should have had this fight. This probably should have been his main event. So, what's he going to do? Just bite his tongue and not say anything? He just yeah, exactly. came out, came out and said what what most of us were thinking anyway. So, yeah, like I say, if you were there booing, don't go to the I mean, next one. I mean, I never really had too much sort of 
support either way. I just wanted to see a good fight. I think I, I like Edwards and I like Nelson. I was telling you before, I think that just swung it for me. I was like, come on, Edwards, let's do him then. Yeah, definitely. Because the crowd were against him in his home country, which is absolute nonsense, if you ask me. Yeah, scandalous, really. And on the crowd, what about the, uh, what do you make of the the seats not being full before the, uh, well, a couple of fights in, still not a fully packed house, despite being a sellout, which they like to tell you over and over again in so many minutes. I know, yeah. If you're going to buy my ticket from me, get there on time. I know, I know. Again, it comes to, you've you've paid all that money, and uh, what, you you show up for the last hour or, or two hours or whatever? It's like when you see a big Joshua fight in the Wembley Stadium, when you look at the earlier fights, it's like, no sod there, is there? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, moving on from that, Edwards, I think he could probably get some Asvidal next. Nelson, probably back to the drawing board. Probably have a bit of time off. His eye was looking a bit nasty, wasn't it? It was, yeah, and I think... One of many. Yeah, there were a few eye injuries last night, yeah. I think um, you got Thompson Pettis next week. I think if... Um... If you were being sort of ambitious, I think Edwards might deserve a shot against the winner there. Yeah. No, I, I don't see why not, because Thompson has to sort of claw his way back. He's going to be looking at the, the title shot because Woodley's no longer there and no one wanted to see Woodley-Thompson three. So so Thompson's really got a good shot sort of getting a title shot, I think, really. Yes, that is true, yeah. So maybe he might like the look of Masvidal as well. Because he's already beaten him once. Masvidal might want that rematch. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, moving parts at welterweight. I'm glad I'm not a matchmaker. Yeah, there is. And I guess Woodley's going to have to fight someone as well. So, don't know. Maybe maybe Edwards or Masvidal get the Woodley fight. You never know. Yeah, that's a that's a shit card to get dealt, in it? Yeah, but, I mean, he can't fight. Us- well, you could fight Usman in the rematch, but... It was a pretty- oh, yeah, someone's got to fight Woodley. But uh, I just... It's just like getting a crap draw in the Champions League, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I know what that's like. Yeah, he drew, drew, drew Barcelona, yeah. I can't believe we got City. It's ridiculous. Well, they've got to give the rubbish teams us a chance. <laughs> You've got to let them, like, the rubbish teams fire out. <sighs> Never mind. What about Nathaniel Wood? That was good, wasn't it? Very good. Almost uh, looked pretty easy, almost, really, didn't it? For Wood, I think he just showed his class there against the dangerous Quinones. Um, but yeah, dominated, got the uh, submission, second round, very, very comfortable, uh, crowd was buzzing for this one, as you would expect, Brad Pickett in the building, what more can you say, really, Wood, yeah, very impressive. Good standing up, tagging in pretty comfortably, good on the ground, some good little scrambles there from both guys, and um, he needs to take a step up now, I mean, I can't attest to know too much about Quinones, but... I thought he looked brilliant, Wood, and um, perhaps a top fifteen now, or is that too soon? Yeah, perhaps. I think he, I think he deserves it. I think you could definitely make the case that he deserves that shot. Um, from my point of view, I I don't know. I, I kind of tend to lean more towards the boxing model slightly here. I don't think there's any rush to 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 push him faster than you need to. I think you could give him someone unranked again. He's he doesn't really. He hasn't taken any damage. He can get back in there fairly quickly. I think at this stage of his career, the more experience he can he can get, and the more uh, octagon time that he can get against, let's say, not quite top level fighters, I think can only benefit him before he goes on to make that inevitable inevitable step up to the to the very best. So maybe like a wily veteran who's sort of fallen off 
the top 15 sort of level, but it's still got the octagon know-how to sort of push Wood in areas he's never been pushed before. And also could kind of make a name off them. I think so, yeah. I mean, like I say, yeah, you could throw him in against the top 10 and I don't think he'd be out his depth at all. But yeah, maybe go with, go with a Wiley vet just to just to show him something a little bit different and give him that opportunity to sort of learn learn from that experience before he makes that move. It's a little unfortunate for Wood. I mean, it's it's always been a good division, but all of a sudden it's become very, very stacked. Um, some big names have fallen off and some new talents have sort of uh, come out of nowhere, really. It's going to be a tough division to sort of make a run at the title, but he's certainly got the tools. How old is he, 25? Yeah, Very young, not, not old at all, I know, yeah. Got time on his side. But, uh, yeah, he's a split decision UK favourite, so uh, we're confident. I, I think he should get, there's a fight next week, Frankie Signs and um, Marlon Vera. I think that's the sort of level he's at. Um, I think particularly if Vera wins, he's got the backstory of Vera beating Pickett in his last ever fight. So Wood can get a sort of bit of revenge for his mentor. So I think that'd be a good fight. And if not, uh, Thomas Almeida, perhaps sort of that sort of level. And you, I think you mentioned it, Ricky Simon. Yeah, they're they're at the very edge. Almeida and uh, Simon. I think they're fourteen and fifteen. So they're at the very edge. But w- when you say that, actually, I think if Vera gets the win next week, I think that'd be perfect with the backstory, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm hoping that they can do sort of do what they did last year. You know, they sort of brought Liverpool back as to England they had the Liverpool card on top of the London card I'm hoping sort of the back end of the year if Wood goes on a bit of a run he can sort of drag it back to London so sort of have it two times a year yeah that would that would sell out straight away again wouldn't it because Wood is already a a a big name fan favourite great fighting style under Brad Pickett who's an absolute legend everyone everyone loves Brad Pickett so I think yeah, if he can just build up that hype a little bit more, get a couple of more wins, move into the top 15, maybe even crack the top 10, I think he can easily main event uh, and and sell a main event card in London. Ah, oh, very easily. Yeah. But uh, we we shall see on that. I mean, he's dispatched them too easily, these last two opponents. You do have to give him the step up, I feel. It's, yeah, easy money, easy wins, but he, he needs to make a serious run at the title now. Or the top 10, should we say. Yes, agree with you. Well, so we got like this? So we got um, Dominic Reyes mm. beat Volcan. No time. Ozdemir split decision. Somewhat controversial. Um, I think it could go either way. I don't see too much problem with it. You are a little little different. I think you might you fancy Ozdemir maybe deserved that win. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I weren't judging it. Of course, I was just watching it. So. Yeah, yeah, but. <clears throat> I just felt that uh, I was to be a one. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's looked like he had the demeanour like he lost Reyes at the end and he was a bit sort of cut up as well in the face. And then, yeah, so says he's coming after John Jones. I think it, it, that's not going to happen, son. No, he gets, he gets spanked by John Jones, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, unless he makes some uh, dramatic improvements soon. But I'm a bit sorry for Ozdemir. Bit of a ledge. He is a ledge, Ozdemir, and he was um, sort of a title contender. He's uh, fallen off, had a bit of some hard times. Difficult decision loss yesterday. I don't really know where he goes from Goes from there. He can only sort of go down the pecking order now, really. He maybe. should uh, maybe give him uh, the legend of London that is Safarov, Battle of the Bods. 
we'll yeah, get to him later. I, think, I, think, I think we'll get to Safarov later, but yeah, maybe, maybe do that. As for Reyes, he's, he, he got the win. He had a lot of hype for him. For me, I don't think he's really justified that with that performance last night. So I'm happy to feed him to our main man, Johnny Walks. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the fight to make. I, I was disappointed in Reyes, to be honest, but maybe he needed that. You don't know what goes on. He might have a few niggles or... Might have the sniffles like yourself, so you never know. You might of not course. be hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You don't know, do you? But well, yeah, absolutely that's a good shout. Johnny Walker, I like that. Alright then what else we got? We've got uh, Arnold Allen, I'm gonna go with. I thought he looked very impressive, very comfortable in his win against Jordan Ronaldo. Unanimous decision. Just looked like a proper professional uh, mixed martial artist, I thought. <clears throat> yeah, he didn't really break a sweat, did he? Not really. Nah. I thought his movement was brilliant. His footwork was really good, sort of just stepping out of range and then coming back with a, with a counter. Uh, yeah, like I say, didn't get hit really, didn't break a sweat. Looked very good, very impressive, I thought. And he's yeah. he's sort of, he's right up there now, really, in that featherweight division. He's in a similar position of Wood, isn't he? He's like on the cusp, kind of just needs that step up now, that big name. I mean, he was going to fight Gilbert Melendez, but that's completely fell through. That's the perfect sort of name he needs, like a big name. Probably someone on the tail end of their career, but still got the the nous. Anyone sort of you reckon he should fight? I mean, it's a, another tough division, featherweight. Yeah, I think again, like you say, we do go back to the wood conundrum. So, do you want to give him a little bit more time? Give him an old uh, sort of a, a name, like you say, someone outside of the rankings, or do you want to start putting him in against the fifteen, fourteen? You got Calvin Qatar, Darren uh, Damage Elkins. Maybe maybe you throw him in, in against one of those, but I think you know I, I've said it about Wood. I can't really backtrack and change my mind now. For Alan, I think yeah, give him a, give him a, an older lad, an older name in the sport, and give him a chance to sort of really announce himself to the world. I think you've just come up with a good pick there. I didn't think of Darren Elkins. He kind of ticks both boxes. He's kind of in the rankings and he's an older head. So I think that really sort of put Arnold Allen on the map because Elkins don't lose often. And he beat some good guys, and it would it would help him crack that top fifteen. I, I think I like that shout. I think that's a good fight to make. Could certainly headline one of the sort of lesser cars, one of the fight nights and things, or you know the ones, one of them ones. Yes, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Who else impressed? Who else impressed? Let's have a look. Dear Casey. Dear Casey did impress. Yeah. Uh, unanimous decision beat Irish Joe Duffy. Big big win for Dear Casey. You could you could tell that afterwards that with his emotions inside the ring could. Could barely talk. I thought he did look good. Yeah, I think um, the commentary commentary team, the stellar commentary team that you mentioned, made some very good points. You had um, he went over to um, was it ATT? Yeah, I, I think, think so. But he went there to 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 work on his wrestling, and then ended up kind of just being used as a, a sparring partner, basically for for um. Sort the of bigger, big, names. bigger names, yeah, and Paul Felder, I thought, made a, made an excellent point. Standard, well, yeah, that is standard for Paul Felder, the, the the legend. But he made an excellent point in the sense that, um, you know, traditionally British people fighters, you've got to go to America, you've got to go to America and work on your wrestling. And and while Felder was saying, yeah, you do need wrestling, but ultimately all you need to do is stop a takedown if you're a striker, like. Dear Casey is you just need to stop the takedown and keep the keep the fight standing, and maybe it's better for him to be at home, in a camp that is there solely for him, where he is the person that everyone is working for, 
go back to your basics, go back to your roots, go back to what you're good at. And I think, yeah, it proved positive in that in that performance. No, you absolutely nailed it there, Sunbeam. Well, Paul Felder's got to take a bit of credit for that, I think. Uh, 90%, 10% <laughs> or 5%, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you thought of it him, but he said it first. That's it, yeah, so... That takedown where um, he sort of levitated sort of in midair. See that one where he sort of stuffed it? Yeah. Duffy caught flying in and he just sort of, no no chance. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Just sprung back sort of uh, 100 miles an hour, didn't he? Yeah, but he looked good. Don't know who to fight next, though. Such a ridiculous division. Yeah, probably, again, like we've just been saying, no one, no one too, no one too up there, I would say. Just give him another chance to to bed in with this camp again, uh, and sort of relearn everything he's been known for, and just have another opportunity to fight someone half decent, but yeah, someone sort of on a lower level before you you, you push him up too soon because like he did, he was on a difficult run. He's turned it around now, but I don't think that means you start throwing him into into top fifteen, top ten. Just give him the uh, the pen, greed or winner. <laughs> God, I hate to think what dear Casey would do to either of those two gentlemen. Ah, oh, it's BJ Pink, you imagine. But, uh, yeah, someone like that, though. Maybe into not that extreme. Just a bit, bit of an older lad, an older gent. And, uh, yeah, it's he's, he's good to see him back, smiling again. Who else looked good? Should we throw Safarov in, the legend? Yeah, I, I've got to say, I did like it. <laughs> you liked his uh, skullduggery. Yeah, he was just a bit of a bastard. <coughs> You can't beat a bastard. No, you and someone who owns owns it so much as well. Oh uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. I mean, just the consistent French grabbing, which both of them are doing. In fairness, yes, and just how much the commentary team just seemed to hate him. <laughs> and I think there was one point. I don't know who the ref was. I can't remember. It was just basically sandwiched between the pair of them when he was on top. And I think he was still throwing punches over the ref to try and get him and stuff. I know, yeah, he just did not give a damn, did he? He was going to win that fight, no, no matter how dirty he had to be. And he did. Yeah, well, it's worked for him because now we all, we're all we all going to remember that now. We're all going to know Safarov's uh, name. With, uh, not because he beat Nega Merianu, who was on his uh, UFC debut, but because he was such a bastard. So <laughs> it was a pretty good PR move in lots of ways. I don't know you throw him in against next, but... Oh, no, I thought, yeah, that was the mirror, isn't it? Host him here, yeah, do it. I think, or just John Jones. Two straight bastards, in, straight the in the bastard. <laughs> but you liked his little uh, VT at the beginning. That's you? it, yeah. His little VT reminded me of um, you know when you you were got your old PlayStation Two games out and maybe it's a fighting <laughs> game and you're in that select your fighter mode and they kind of stand there with their hands up, rocking back and forwards. And that's what <laughs> Safarov did in his promo. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was brilliant. He had it all because I think he appeals to the the modern man, not the modern man, the like everyday man, just with his body and just sort of receding barnet and just general demeanour. Just I don't know. I've really took a shine to him. Yeah, and beat the living daylights out of Nega Mariana. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to try to tell you uh, who, who's going to fight next, like you say. But um, yeah, a big highlight because we we sort of overlooked that one, didn't we? We like, couldn't pronounce these names. Who cares? This is the toilet break fight. But it was just jokes throughout. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What else have um, got? Danny Roberts, disappointing loss for Danny Roberts, somewhat controversial. Very controversial. Got submitted in uh, the third round, the 
I think the ref stopped it because apparently he heard a, ver- a verbal tap and Roberts is saying uh, that did not happen. That ref was pony though. He was absolutely pony. When he was, was he the one who was like saying, get your toes out of the fence, which you can't do when they're actually in there. But he was doing it when there was like, not even near the fence. Same boat. I don't know who he was, some American guy. But uh, yeah, when they showed the replay of the so-called verbal tap, I didn't see anything. Um, and I don't think any of the commentary team could see anything. Robert seemed to think it weren't a submission, sort of, it weren't a tap, rather. Uh, what do you make of it? I mean, I, I struggled to see how he won there. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, probably, you probably got to put the blame on the referee, I would say. We don't like to be too critical, but I think it was the wrong decision. I think there was, probably was a point, just a split second or a second or two, where, because they were kind of, he had his arm and he was kind of rolling through and he, uh, Roberts was trying to escape. I reckon it probably was on quite bad for a split second and he probably did sort of grunt and make a make a, a noise sort of in pain and that's when the rest stepped in. But that isn't a tap, is it? That's that's no reason to to stop a fight like like Roberts said afterwards. Yeah, I did I did grunt or whatever, but there was no tap there. So I mean, it's, it's disappointing for Roberts. I thought he looked good in the fight. He's an exciting fighter to watch, but. I mean, Dana's come out. I think, I think Dana's come out and said, uh, sort of apologised to him because of the rest performance. So I think at least the sort of the powers that be, they're not really going to look at it, at it as a loss. I don't think ultimately it will set Roberts back that far. But on on the other hand, a win here could have could have done so much more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to mention that Dana White thing on Instagram. Um, it's good to see that that he sort of got his back almost there, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He'd have probably lost anyway had it gone to a decision or it could have potentially been a draw. I mean, he was putting a bit of beating on Silver in the third round. It could have been a 10-8. But I, I was quite impressed with Roberts, I've got to say. Against a jiu-jitsu guy like that, he was reversing, yeah. he was defending well. Uh, yeah, I was very impressed. It was quite a disappointing end to him and he was visibly uh, gutted, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely, as as you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I, do you reckon they should run it back or would you like to see them go their separate ways now? I mean, Silver's 36, he needs to sort of crack on. Yeah, you, you could run it back. Mm, I think I think because it went three rounds, or nearly the full three, probably no need to. I think if it's one of, one of those things, if it happens in the first two minutes of the fight and you get a shocking decision like that, I think, yeah, run it back. But I think we saw enough of it and it just ended, unfortunately. So probably go to separate ways now, I would say. Where would you like to see them both go? More so Silver. Well... So you could, I don't know, perhaps see um, who was that? Who was that barn burner the other day? Barbarina and Luke. Yeah. The winners and losers can fight each other there, maybe. I mean, I don't know what what it does for Luke fighting Silver, though, to be honest. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe you can throw him in. Gunnar Nelson, he, he'll need a fight now. Yeah. Maybe him against Silver could be entertaining. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, it's so much, I could say, moving parts in that division, isn't it? It's yeah, just, definitely. Uh, yeah, good fight all round. Apart from that, very uh, entertaining. Shame about the ending, the dodgy refing. He was pissed off, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Dan Ige looked good. He looked like an absolute monster, didn't he, against Danny Henry? Yeah, I, I barely saw it, to be honest. What was it, a minute? It was about a minute, yeah. So I I just got in from the football and I rest- I had it recorded, so I restarted the recording uh, and watched, watched the McCann fight and then 
well the the last round and then um yeah this was this was the first first fight up and it was over very quickly uh I knocked knocked him down and then uh got on top and got the submission and yeah, he uh, did look like a bit of a beast a shame for Danny Henry the Scotsman the UK fighters we were, we were back in all our all our UK fighters but yeah yeah Iggy looked good as did Molly McCann you just mentioned there. I can't believe they didn't get a fight that night I know so I mean I, I I only saw the last round as I say because it was on uh, Fight Pass was it I, I watched it on Fight Pass I don't know if it was on anything else right yeah so then as I got in and put put the main program on on BT, they they just had the last round here, but um, but even that even that last round on its own was was brilliant. It was a bit of a war. They were obviously both uh, blowing a little bit by then. So the, some of the shots were a, a little bit wild, I should, I should say. But um, yeah, very happy for Molly McCann. She becomes the first English female to ever win a fight in the UFC. Yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? Eh? Very. Yeah, so congratulations on that. She was buzzing. Have you been following her on social media after? Yeah, yeah, I love Molly McCann. She's she's a good laugh, isn't she? She's just like been getting permanently on it since she won in different like in the back of a uh, ambulance, just getting on it. <laughs> yeah, I saw with her eye looking like a sort of like a purple cricket ball in her face. Yeah, that just looked horrible. Well, I think she's actually broken her orbital bone. That's the one that always worries me. Yeah, I know. every time they say, "I like, fuck you know, all bone," it's like holds in your eye. Yeah, yeah. Just don't want to mess around your eyes, man. And she just carried on fighting, and she took a couple of digs on that eye again, and just absolute monster. Yeah, she was. You couldn't wipe a smile off her face. Nothing was going to. I don't think. And uh, yeah, well pleased for her. Don't ask me who she's going to fight next because I think that division's still sort of growing in it. Just she needs time off and. Yeah, just give her a favourable matchup because you can. If you give her a wrestler, it's going to go to the ground and probably won't have too much for them. But on the on the feet, she can fight with anyone, and you're going to get excited fights like that. Bisping likes it. Bisping loved it. Yeah, I think he owes her fifty grand. I think they kept it a secret from what I can tell, but massively, massively well deserved, isn't it? Yeah, I, oh, quality. Yeah, it's, you look if you're someone like Darren Till, and you've had a couple of losses, and you start thinking, fuck, you know is this for me or whatever I'm not saying he's going to do that because it's not in him at all but look at the amount of setbacks Bisping had I think he had about three or four number one contender fights lost them all and then still in the back end of his career still managed to get a title so perfect sort of uh, pioneer and sort of idol for Till to look at to think oh, it's not all over I can make my way back just look at Bisping as the example yeah definitely and I think Bisping's story all round is just very uh, inspiring. I remember when he beat Rockhold for the for the title and finally got his hands on that belt, and he he brought his family into the ring, and it was it was an emotional night. I, I, I must admit there was there was a tear in my eye when that happened, and just a, just a huge fan of Bisping, and like you say, his story is sort of an example for for Darren Hill and for for lots of people out there. Anyone who's going through setbacks, kind of wondering where. Where's their life going? Like, where's their career going? Is it worth it? Is it right for me? And I think he's an example. If 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 you know, if you feel that deep down in your heart, then perseverance and the hard work it it will get you there. And I think that that kind of sums Bisping up to a T, really. Yeah, um, I agree with all that. Plus, it helps that he's a complete joker as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen a, a crowd have such a one eighty on someone. He was hated five or six years ago. 
he was, yeah. I mean, Malfi done a, done a few suspect things in the past. You can't you can't deny that. Spitting on another corner. Yeah, that's not the most pleasant thing you've ever seen. It's banter, isn't it? <laughs> it's all just banter, yeah. It's just banter. But, um, yeah, turned it round, turned it round, and uh, everyone loves him now. I think it was that silver fight where he got knocked out with a knee and come out and just bossed the next round. I think I think you might be that right. Turning point. That was the turning point. And then uh, I think what sealed the deal was the, um, weirdly, the uh, Gastelum one. Just sort of lost to GSP and fought a couple of weeks later on a fight pass card in China and just got KO'd stiff. And he was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He- He's just, just a complete warrior and then yeah. hung it up then and didn't have to do like a ceremonial last fight because you never know what's going to happen. It's not worth it with his eyes. But yeah, I think that's when he won everyone over. Or Geezer. Yeah, when, when he was getting his uh, announcement when they panned to him, he was all humble, doing a little nod, thank you, thank you, and then just sort of lost it and stood up and started giving it large to the crowd, punching the air. Fucking legend. Ah, well, he deserves it. He deserves it. Is there any other fights on there? Yeah, so go back to London quickly. So Jack Marshman beat John Phillips. Split decision. Battle of Wales. I thought uh, Marshman looked good, actually. Phillips, very dangerous. Dropped him early on. But I thought Marshman went in there with a game plan, stuck to it. And again, similar to, to Arnold Allen, very professional performance. And I think that's that's what Marshman needed at this stage in his career. Yeah, it was, it was a good fight. I thought it was going to be a bit more of a fight that Phillips would have uh, would seem like he wanted like a bit of a war but like you say Marshman played it intelligently and he sort of stuck a move a bit more and could argue it's a dodgy decision not a dodgy decision it was just so close I think it could have gone either way but yeah good win for him I think he needed that one Marshman or both needed it but um, where they go now I don't know who do you reckon well where does John Phillips go now I mean is he going to be in the UFC still that's probably the question with John Phillips. That is third, is it? In a row. I believe so, which is always tough. You can always get his uh, a job as a Tom Hardy lookalike. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he looked all right, I thought. Yeah, he did but, look all right, yeah, and he's got lots, loads of power. It's just um, people know he's got power, so they're going to fight against him like Marshman did. So has he, got, has he got enough extra in him to counter that, really? Has he got enough sort of strings to his to his bow to fight slightly differently when someone fight, fights intelligently against him as Marshman did it's it's you know it's one of those he's going to have to if he wants to win these types of fights he's going to have to maybe play sort of the percentages a little bit better yeah that, to be honest I it, it don't look good for him he's having free hasn't really set the world alight already hopefully he sticks about but I don't know touch and go if he stays in it he is yeah what about Marshman he needed that win as well just throw him in against a big name or you, I, uh... I reckon he should move up and fight Safarov <laughs> <laughs> Safarov's got a going to have a fair few fights lined up after this <laughs> uh, I just can't, can't get, him, uh, get him out of my mind <laughs> tell you what should we go out and buy official Safarov UFC uh, fight wear I think I think it's time. That'll be in a bargain basement. I, think. <laughs> I bet I bet you can't even buy it. Yeah, they can't have it for everyone, let alone. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, Gerard Gordeau. You know the guy who uh, Gracie beat in the final of the first uh, UFC. Oh yeah, he's got that little little really pale pot belly, but hairy 
receding Barnet look about him, which I can uh, relate to. <laughs> you, you're going that way, are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know who he should find. Have you seen all the stuff about him in the army? Uh, well, what I, know, I think it puts us all to shame in the fact that he is in the army. He's back on Monday morning and he's fighting in the UFC as well. It's unreal, really. Well, I think that's why he missed weights. I'm juggling a job. Do you see what Till put out? He's like, I'm speaking to him in the sauna and stuff. And then Marshman's like, yeah, I've got to cut five pounds in like however many minutes. It's it's hard doing it because I've uh, got a full-time job in the army. And like, you got to respect that and you can't really give him any jit for missing weight. You're juggling a job. And not an easy job, but that. And cutting weight for a professional MMA fight. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's so ridiculous. I- I mean, all credit to him. I don't no idea how he managed that. He must just be his mindset must just be unbelievable. It's uh, yeah, it's second only to you going to work tomorrow with a cold. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's nearly at my level, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's yeah, he's a legend, Marshman. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, I was reading this morning. I didn't really actually read the story, but I saw the headline. Apparently, like the army weren't let, gonna let him fight or something. Oh, really? So he really had it under the cosh and to see him get a win was was quality to see and hopefully he pushes on from here back to the original question who's he going to fight fuck knows no, no idea no idea no. just give him like decent matchups Safarov Safarov oh yeah sorry <laughs> oh, Safarov mate Safarov mate can you imagine if Safarov and uh, Johnny Walker that's like both light, light heavy aren't they yeah what that's a split decision dream matchup right now <laughs> our two favourite fighters <laughs> oh, I was looking at his Instagram yesterday. It's so bad. <laughs> Why? Why? What's so, happening? It's just, just boring. <laughs> 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 but like, I, I, that's why I like him. He just don't care. Look, I like these people who are just like, well, I'm, I'm boring, and that, that's just me. I'm not going to be fake about it. Again, I can relate to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's his first name? Oh, something else that begins with S. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Simon Savarov. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mr. Savarov, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one other person on there who looked all right, Mike Grundy. You didn't see this, did you? No, I missed this one, but yeah, another potential opponent for Safarov this one. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's got me. Oh, <laughs> so I've just got it. Safarov hyphen lol. That was my notes. That's all I need. I don't need information. No, I don't even no. need his first name. I'll uh, I'll take a picture of that and put it on the Instagram. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Mike Grandy looked really good. Nad Naramani, he was up a season, well, not a season, but he'd had a few fights in the UFC. Won them all. And it was quite a... It, and Naramani sort of caught him in the first or second round, but apart from that, it was all Grandy. Quality wrestling. And he actually got the TKO in the end. I, I picked this. This was uh, the one we disagreed on last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good shout from you, actually, this one. His price proper went in. It was 11-5 to 5 when we spoke, and then like, yesterday it was... It was like six to five, something like that. So it really went in. Oh, really? Uh, people had obviously been listening to me. 
Yeah, yeah, you've been doing the rounds. Yeah, I'm the uh, three Twitter followers listen to us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, he really looks a real deal to be honest. I mean, when he comes up against an American wrestler he's trying to wrestle, I don't know what's going to happen, but he's striking it good and all. Yeah, and he's obviously got a lot of power as well. Yeah, he's, he could go a long way in this uh, division. Naramani, unlucky son, get back on the horse though. He, he did look all right, but um, a few tweaks and changes, he'll be back. Yeah, definitely. He's got plenty of potential, hasn't he? <clears throat> what was fight of the night? Oh, there's only one contender for fight of the night, my man. Yeah. Big Simon against uh, Nega Mariano. It was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, yeah, no, no. Apart from that, so I believe Masvidal Till got the official fight of the night. Um, I think, even though I didn't see all of it, it's difficult difficult to look past McCann against Cachoeira. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably those two main event or McCann. I would say is fight of the night. I thought Silver Roberts was quite a good fight. Good contrast of styles. Yes. But I think Molly McCann won for me. Yeah, I was a bit surprised Till Masvidal got it. It was a good fight, in, in fairness, but yeah, I thought McCann just sort of deserved it. I, I think they shouldn't really let main events get the performance bonuses. What do you reckon? You don't think they should let them? Well, in, in the sense that like, I'm sure McCann could do with 50 grand more than some of the main event fighters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And I think... Or at, um, least, or at least have a bonus for the main card and the prelims or something like that. Is yeah. It's just a little bit unfair. When you see like Conor McGregor getting like performance of the night and stuff, it's like, really? Yeah, and he just... It's just you just got, like, like wipe his ass or something because you don't need 50 grand, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah, and I know. And I think sometimes those main events, they can, they can still fight the night just because there's so much hype around it and just because they're sort of such big names and there's so much importance on it when you look at Masvidal Till massive fight in the context of the, of the division uh, and then you get a shock result it's like that kind of overrides the actual content of the fight it was just the sort of what has come out of the result almost has made yeah. the fight of the night when in actuality if you look at McCann uh, Cachoeira in the fight itself that was that was a better fight really yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, very good point. The magnitude of the main event is just sort of different level, isn't it? But, yeah, if you put it this way, if McCann, what happened in a McCann fight happened in the main event fight and vice versa, Till Masvidal still gets the fight of the night, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, hopefully they sort her out. Apparently they sort them out. A little envelope in the back. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, but um, all in all, good card. I'm you... quite uh, drained at the end, got to say. yeah. It's a long old day, isn't it? When you normally you fast forward all the bollocks, but didn't have to, couldn't well couldn't this time. Couldn't, so you no, sit I... through it, mate. You got firm it for five six hours. They did rattle through it fairly quickly. They sort of uh, there wasn't there wasn't too much fluff in between. If you had to pick out um, who you most impressed with, I think I probably know who you would say. But who, who would you pick out? Sort of standout performance, most impressive fight fighter. Well, I, there's a few actually. Obviously, Wood is the one I think you thought I was going to yes, say. Yes, definitely, yeah. But I was impressed with Jacasey. Uh, I thought that was a very good performance. You're 0-3, and you know you're going to lose your job if you lose that one. And Duffy's probably, like, the biggest name of the, the fighters he's lost to. So, uh, yeah, that was a brilliant performance. Also, Arnold Allen. Yeah, definitely Allen, I thought. 
and Masvidal, of course. Of course, yeah. Probably yeah. performance of the night has got to be him. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right there. He's uh, sort of gained most traction <coughs> out of it, and uh, yeah, hopefully he kicks on. Everyone, like we said at the beginning, he, everyone loves him. Everyone loves that style. Yeah, don't know who he fights next. Probably Edwards, but we'll see. Performances for your end? Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with you. I think Wood, very impressive. Um, and yeah, Arnold Allen, I think. And maybe a special mention to Mike Grundy in there. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's, he's on a debut against Naraman. He's only got a, a few fights in the UFC his, himself. So perhaps the sort of the, the, the level there maybe rules him out a bit. But it was a, an impressive performance nonetheless. But someone like Allen, someone like Wood up against some... Uh, on paper better more experienced fighters I thought thought they put in very good performances uh, as well as Masvidal who beat Darren Till so that, that says it all yeah all in all apart from the sour end I thought it was a belter I thought it was a very yeah a belter as you say and was just soured unfortunately with, with that, that, that final result but I'm still going to tune into Darren Till next time I still think he's got the potential to be a champ uh, at a higher weight I would say He's got to take some time off, hasn't he? That's just, you can't fuck around with a knockout like that. Ser- take some serious time off there. I've never seen one like that for a while. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. I, 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 I think you're right, yeah. I think you're right. And I, I think he, I think he will be devastated as well. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything from him. Probably no. rightly so. He's probably getting some treatment and stuff, but... Back to the drawing board, eh? It is, unfortunately, yeah, so... I think we've uh, probably covered everything there. I don't know if you uh, want to throw anything else in about London. Not really. No, I think just, we mentioned it, but special mention to the commentary team. I think uh, John Gooden and Dan Hardy, they're sort of, well, probably, if I'm honest, I like John Anik, but I think John Gooden and Dan Hardy might be the best combo out there. And then you throw Paul Felder in there, I just thought it was all round, top notch from them. Who's your uh, three then? Like you have to pick three. So you've got your main man, and you've got sort of two colour commentators. Oh, that is tough. I might have John Gooden over Anik. Really? Possibly. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got you got to have Rogan, really, haven't you? Oh, you tell me. Why? Well, I mean, I know I've just said that Dan Hardy and John Gooden are the best, but I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go. <laughs> I'd probably go Rogan and DC. <laughs> I, I do like Anik, Rogan and DC, but I think Felder and Hardy offer much more in terms of what's going on. Yeah, I think they're, they're a nice mixture of what Dominic Cruz is good at and what DC is good at. They're a, they're a nice blend of the two, I think. Yeah, F- Felder's been a, a quality surprise in how good he's been. Like You wouldn't have even thought of it, would you? No. Just like a perennial top 15 lightweight, just randomly throwing him in there and slowly becoming the best sort of voice on the mic I'm interested I thought Bisping was meant to be doing it well he was working the studio or whatever they call it wasn't he with yeah. uh, Karen Bryant is it yeah yeah no I know before I, I just assumed he was going to be oh, doing right. it he's only he's only done one hasn't he so he hasn't done one since whether or not they didn't like what they heard but be interested to see how he performs as time goes on but um, yeah what's happened with DC he ain't been knocking around for ages no, I don't, I don't really know. What, I mean, he's, he hasn't got a fight lined up, so it's not. it can't be because of that. Maybe. I reckon he has got a fight lined up. Sorry? I reckon he has got a fight lined up. Well, yeah, maybe uh, what, Brock, you think? <clears throat> yeah, you see his uh, Instagram, Dana White, a little smiley mush. 
yeah, yeah, I did see those. So, so that means something's been made, and it can only it ain't McGregor, is it? He's too busy doing whatever he's doing, smashing phones. It's got to be Brock and DC, which makes zero sense. But I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I think DC wins very easily. I think Brock. I mean, it's a bit of a joke that he's on all these steroids, and then you just sort of siphon him off for six months, bring him back in, give him a title shot. He probably lose and see you later, never see you again. It's a bit of a waste of time, but yeah, I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, just get Safaroff on uh, standby in case someone drops out. Just in case, yeah, yeah. Did you want to talk about next week? Well, we might as well throw it in there. It's not a stack card. It's I think it'll be a decent card. There's some good names on there, uh, but I don't think we need to sort of rattle on for too much. We've been going for a little while now to cover in London. Uh, you got show t- uh, Showtime Pettis against Wonderboy Thompson in the main event. I think it's a decent fight. I think Thompson wins this. Yeah, I think we've got much more to add on that. No. I think it could potentially be pretty boring. It could be a stand. On paper, it looks good, but I think, you know, two respectful strikers, I think they could be standing off a little bit. Hopefully, Pettis pushes the pace. I'd like to see Pettis win. Can't not like him, but it's a bit of a strange one to me. Featherweight to lightweight to welterweight. <laughs> it is strange, yeah. Yeah, I see Thompson sort of winning this decision. Yeah, doing what Thompson does, I would have thought. Yeah, just pick him apart, really, and being the bigger man, longer man. He'll get it done, I think. But uh, who else is on there? Oh, what do you reckon? Same. Same. Same, yeah. 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 Who else on there, then? Uh, Co-main, you've got Curtis Blades against Justin Willis, which will be a decent fight. I, I, it's, I mean, they're, they're two sort of contenders, I guess. They're sort of just outside the top five. They've got some work to do if they want to make a run for the title. I think it's got potential to be a good fight. I think it will probably be... A little bit more tactical than that. I think if you look at Willis, he fought, was it? Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. That's it. And uh, boxed very, very intelligently, basically. And yeah, won the fight that way. Just kind of outboxing, good movement, good footwork, popping off a couple of jabs and and winning the rounds that way. Um, Up against Blades. I think it... Willis will probably try and do the same again so it's whether uh, Blades can sort of get that takedown I would imagine Blades decision for me you think? yeah I think he'll go back to sort of playing it safe because he uh, he he can't lose two on a bounce can he? after the Frankie uh, knockout? no no and um, yeah maybe the winner here Blades against Willis I reckon uh, get old Safarov in there (laughs) title eliminator (laughs) yeah um, what about the other one Signs and Vera I think this is an interesting one and one that uh, Wood could fight the winner of yeah I mean uh, I think this is on the prelims this one Signs and Signs and Vera really believe so uh. let me just have a quick look for you there Matthew yeah it's just if um, if Vera wins that one I think it's just tailor made for Wood to fight obviously Vera beat Pickett, Pickett in his last fight Pickett's last fight as a UFC fighter and obviously being his protege Wood can wreak a bit of a revenge there and it's sort of perfectly placed rankings wise whether Vera wants any part of that or if he's going to look up rather than back is a different matter altogether but I think that match sort of makes itself if Vera gets past signs yeah I agree so that's that's one to keep an eye on you have got Juicy uh, Formiga on this one he's the number one flyweight in the world up against Davison Figueredo, so that should be a, a, a decent fight. I think Formiga's good. He, he's number one for a reason. He's number one. Yeah, well, he, he was last time I looked at him. 
What's that? Flyweight? Yeah. Still going. Yeah. It's still hanging on by the skin of its teeth. <laughs> What's going on now? God knows. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. It's probably probably be a quality card, but it's one of those where it's like you struggle to get too up for it because of the lack of the names and sort of permutations for titles and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah. Uh, any others on there tickle your fancy? Uh, John Macdes is on there. He's a he's an exciting fighter. I like him. He's up against uh, Jesus Pinedo, lightweight. So I think that'll be a decent performance. You got a uh, violent Bob Ross, Lewis Pena. He's on there as well. You're never going to get excited about this card, are you? Particularly, but there are some good competitive fights at that sort of just outside the top 15 level where people really need to start making a name for themselves. So no doubt it will be a, a, a good card to watch. Yeah, I think I'm just getting the come down from London. You sort of like, uh, you know, when it's all over, you're like, uh, can't get out for it again for a bit. So I'm sure when next Saturday comes, I'll be well on it. But yeah, definitely, definitely. We just need a few days to recharge our batteries. Yeah, just need to get over the till loss and That's then it. move on. That's it. Anything else you want to add, young man? No, that's it. I think we, uh, I think we call call it a day. This one, I think we've fit quite a lot in there. Spoke spoke loads about London. Hopefully, they uh, bring it back to the UK again this year, and we can try and try and get some tickets for that one. We unfortunately missed out um, for last night. So, yeah, I think I think that wraps it up for today, Matthew, on this fine Sunday lunchtime. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll call it a day then, Sunbeam. Okay. Get them lem sip in you. You what? So get that lem sip in you. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go out and get a, get a few tablets now. <laughs> as, as we've been doing this, my nose has just started running a ton. My throat is getting dry, so I think we're going to call it a day before I uh, have to call in sick for work tomorrow. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll let you go. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Matthew. Thanks, everyone out there for listening. Uh, as we say it was a fantastic night of fights at the O2 in London last night I hope you enjoyed the show check us out on um, Twitter Instagram Split Decision UK tell a friend we'd be very grateful if you enjoyed it Um, leave us a review leave us a five stars we'll be very thankful for that and it helps us helps us grow and it helps us grow the conversation we started this podcast because myself and Matthew we we love MMA we love talking about MMA and we just wanted to grow that conversation and find out what everyone else thinks so yeah thanks for listening if you um we do have an email if you if you wanted to send anything it's the split decision pod at gmail.com other than that have a fantastic week I f- uh, hope everything goes well for you and uh yeah we'll we'll be here same time next week so thanks for listening catch you next time yeah, man.